Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. We are more fulfilled when we are involved in something bigger than ourselves. John Glenn. And of course, my conversation with Brandon Elliott, he and his wife, Adrian, um, that certainly describes their efforts as it relates to the St. Jude Dream Home. And, uh, and and certainly it, it describes my next guest, Amber Olson, who is the founder of the United MSD Foundation. We'll tell you more about that here in just a second. She's also the president of uh, the Mississippi Gulf Coast Chamber of Commerce, and, and I'm excited about that for her as well. So, Amber, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? That's doing good. Hey, listen, the the one of the last couple of times that we passed, that we uh, visited, I read uh, about you something that so I thought that I had about you. And here's what I wrote. Your, your drive and determination is inspiring. You're a living example of a mother who has dealt a challenging blow, but made a, a commitment to make a difference in other people's lives who face similar circumstances. You know, the, what was so tough about hearing your story is that, as we learned with COVID, Genetic engineering is something they can go dive into if you have the money to do so. But when you're dealing with rare genetic disorders, when they're super rare, in the case of Willow's story, it's very hard to get the focus. It's very hard to get the money centered on her specific situation. And that's really really sort of the driving cause Mm -hmm. of the United MSD Foundation, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's we've discovered uh, a problem you know, that had a solution. And, you know, we, we were like, if it's just money, let's, let's solve it. You know, if we can save kids, um, no matter how many, let's do it. Yeah, there, there's no, there's no doubt about that. And we'll be talking in just a few minutes about the uh, zebra run that's coming up. And I want to, I want to chat a little bit about the leadership of the chamber. It's exciting to see you come into that role, but why don't we do this for people who haven't heard it just real, real quickly tell Willow's story. Sure. So Willow is now nine. Um, when she was two years old, she was, um, she, you know, grew and ran and walked and, um, she seemed like the typical two-year-old, but she's never spoken. Um, and so we took her to, um, her pediatrician and pediatrician referred us to a neurologist and, uh, Marcus Lee, Dr. Marcus Lee here on the coast. And she was quickly, um, fortunate for us, quickly diagnosed with this very rare condition called multiple sulfatase deficiency. And it's basically like Alzheimer's in a child. So Dr. Lee said, you know, she is going to decline. He had never seen a child with it. uh, And he referred us to Children's in Jackson. um, And um, we went to the doctor, the specialist in Jackson, and he said, um, and we were expecting for him to say, go to St. Jude. I know you just talked to Brandon. Um, Go somewhere and do something. You know, my mom has stage four cancer, which is fatal. This disease that Willow has is fatal, but they do chemo for cancer and she's still alive. And so we're like, well, let's go do treatment um, to help her. And the doctor said, no, there is no treatment. And then we discovered over the next year that it there was treatment possibility, a gene therapy 
but it just never got funded because there's just too few kids. There's no business in it. Um, a pharmaceutical company just can't take it on because there's not enough kids to make a profit. You know, it's interesting. I don't know that I ask you this question, but since you've spent so much time researching it and understanding it, how many families, not not specific with MSD, but how many families find themselves in a similar situation where there's an illness or a genetic deficiency or whatever it might be that leads to uh, very little focus because there's no money to be made focusing on it? Yeah, um, millions. There's there's millions of kids and adults that are affected by rare disease. There's more people affected by rare disease than cancer and AIDS combined. It's just that there's 8,000 rare diseases. So, you, you know, each of us have a thousand here, a thousand there. Um, there's just there's just not enough. Wow, it's just an unbelievable situation. Well, anyway, as, you, as, it, as I shared a second ago from that quote, uh, you decided to... Um, not just rest on your laurels and accept Willow's fate. You decided to do something about it, so you formed the United MSD Foundation. And what do you what do you tell me about your efforts these days? Yeah, so you know we started kind of grassroots, and you know I, I pushed Willow around the Lexi Seafood Festival, and we sold T-shirts, and you know we've been all around the coast, and um, the the coast people have just been amazing. Our Ocean Springs Rotary Club. Um, the other Rotary clubs, um, just you know, donors across the coast uh, helped us initially and got us kickstarted and paid for the initial mouse study because at first it was like, yeah, you're a mom, you know, it sounds great, but it, can this really be done? Can you really fix a neurological disease? And so once we did the mouse study, um, we're doing the toxicology study now, and that's the last step before clinical trials. So um, we went nationwide a couple of years in, and now we're really international. Um, we have donors across uh, the world that are helping push this. And we have now seven family foundations. Um, we all work together. We all fund the research, all parents like me out there fundraising to get this done. So it's it's just become a global movement, and we will have a treatment, um, hopefully here in the next couple of years. So we're almost there. Amber, is it? I guess you 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 knew through your own passion that it would take off. Has it exceeded your expectations about the global acceptance of your effort? Oh yeah, that, I mean that's been amazing. The fact that you know we we have student ambassadors that are pre med students across the country that are there's a waiting list to get into our student ambassador program so that they can help us the smartest kids you know in in the country are on there and you know i'm just so humbled by the professionals and the donors and the people um one of our big donors um she's a teacher in massachusetts and you know she said i'm like why do you do this and she said I just, you know, I know you're going to win. I know you're going to do this. I know you're going to get a clinical trial and these kids are going to get treated. So, I mean, people want to see the fruits of their, you know, hard donated money and, and we're showing them that. So, um, you know, it's, it's humbling to me because it is, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Hey, listen, I'm, I am curious about this though. What led to the to the issue of not having a cure, as we discussed, there's so few of them who have this disease that it, it's not a good business case to go focus on it. Mm -hmm. However, have there been nonprofit pharmacy companies emerge that would then focus on things like this? You know, they're trying to figure out, you know, because it is such a huge problem, um, you know, trying to figure this out. There's some NIH funding and now there's some private 
like um, partnerships with pharma, uh, big pharma like Pfizer and Novartis and stuff are contributing. And they're like, how do we fix this problem and also help create a smoother transition to uh, a dr- commercialized drug? Because the that's part of the problem too. The reason it's so expensive to make drugs is because the FDA process is very extensive and takes years and, you know, the farmer's paying for all that. So if they can streamline that process and make it cheaper to make drugs, then they can, the, the low, the barrier gets low, lower and you can, you know, create a drug for a few hundred kids right now. It's just not possible to make a profit. So they're trying to use the diseases and, and create a more efficient process at the same time. But you know, it's it's millions of dollars. You know, it really takes probably thirty million to to at this point to make a treatment available. You know, where insurance is going to pay for it, um, and that's hard to do. You know, if you have if you're a business owner and you can have a disease that has a few hundred kids, or you can have one that has a few thousand. You know, you I get it. Yeah. Um, but as a society, we've got to figure out how to how to fix this because you know a few hundred kids is still matters. It creates such a moral and ethical, you know, mm-hmm. dilemma for those who are in those decisions to make these decisions. And it's an important, extraordinarily important conversation to have when you consider, as you pointed out, 8,000 rare diseases that don't have, you know, a collaborative, ongoing, big time, right. farm, big pharma effort around it. Incredible, really. Um, yeah, and that yeah. sometimes our answer is, well, parents will just do it, and it's like we're actually having a documentary made on this whole journey because it's like to expect parents to do this. Uh, that's, I mean, pa- parents have dying children. You know, I'm taking care of a dying child who's not going to probably receive this treatment, and so you know, we need to think of a better way than just having parents and communities do this. God bless you, Amber. You've been such an inspiration. That's why you know you dealt this challenging blow that you and your family have and then ultimately you decided to make an impact on other people's lives generationally and and it and it's just it's a noble cause and it's important and i you know i'm very touched by it hey so the uh, zebra runs coming up we'll we'll talk about that now and if we don't get it we don't have enough time we'll finish on the other side and we'll also talk about the chamber here in just a second but tell me about the zebra run coming up on march the 4th Yes. Yeah, so when we needed, you know, we, we were trying to create a fundraiser um, that had more broad appeal because, you know, there's no other child in Mississippi that have my daughter's disease. And it's like, so, you know, yeah, it's one child. And how do we rally people around a cause for, you know, one child in this area? And, you know, we talked about the 8,000 rare diseases and the fact that, you know, there's so many people. I mean, every time I give a talk, you know, out of 40 people, somebody has um, been impacted by a rare disease, like their uncle has a rare disease or uncle rare form of cancer. So we're like, let's do um, an event where we can bring all the rare disease people out, you know, so these thousands of people people that have have rare diseases. And um, so that's where we came up with the zebra run for rare disease. And zebra is the symbol for rare disease. When doctors go to medical school, they're told to look for horses, not zebras. Like don't be um, don't go down a rabbit hole trying to figure out what it is, but just, you know, it's cystic fibrosis or it's the most common disease. Um, and we're saying you have to have a diagnosis. A diagnosis is deep even if it's bad, is key to be able to treat it properly. So, um, you know, giving a name to a disease when people are like, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me, um, it, it's huge. So we want them to find disease. 
So we created the Zebra Run, um, and this is our sixth year. Uh, it started at Fort Maripol. We, you know, do a run walk, 5K, and now it's international. So we have people that run in Spain, Australia. Um, we try to get all 50 states, a runner in all 50 states. I think we ended up with like 47 of them. Um, hey, so, so Amber, let's do this. So we'll pick up right there. We ended up with 47, and we'll pick it up on the other side. But this is Amber Olson, who's with uh, fa- actually the founder of the United MSD Foundation. We'll continue the conversation on the other side. So listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Amber Olson, who's the founder of the United MSD Foundation. And when we went to break, we were talking about the zebra run that's coming up on March the 4th. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because there's international involvement in Zebra Run. There are 47 states. She hoped to have getting, gotten 50, but, man, you'll get 50 next year. What's it, you know, tell me about the race itself and how can people be engaged if they want to be involved? Yes, yeah, so we're still taking sponsors. Um, we have huge community support, uh, and so we'd love to have businesses sponsor. We have a ton ton of benefits for them. We have a large Facebook following, and so they get, and then we do um, news to WLOX and WXXV, so, um, you know, they will have opportunities there. And then we want runners, you know, and and, uh, we would love to have runners all throughout the state. So we always get, you know, share it on your social media. We share the map and show where we're at. Um, and people just really jump into that because they want to be, you know, the, the runner in Colorado. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's it's been, um, yeah, really good participation. You dress up in black and white. It's fun. We have, like, they wear black and white tutus. And, you know, we had a couple last year that actually dressed up as zebra. Um, we do a costume contest. Uh, the shed comes out, uh, Chick-fil-A, you know, we have great food and it's just, it's a lot of fun. And, and we have little kids come out that have rare conditions. Um, and this is their place, you know, it's like, there's no Alzheimer walk for them or, you know, it's, it's their, you know, there's no shark or Marie tooth walk, you know, it's like, this is their place to come out and, and feel like they belong. It's so interesting that Willow is the only child in Mississippi who has MSD. And through the zebra run, you're gonna, you get an opportunity to focus on other children who have rare disorders just like Willow has. Yeah. And uh, the international attention that this has garnered. First of all, you know, congratulations on your efforts to stay focused on this. I mean, good Lord, it takes a lot of... A lot of uh, motherly love and commitment and, you know, taking your your tough situation. I can't help but think about Robin Roberts' mother and Robin Roberts, who often said that you have to make your mess, your message. And you did that in a big yes. way, didn't you? Yes, yes, definitely. You know, we were dealt these cards and they were not great. Um, but, you know, I'm a little girl that I look at every single day and I say, you know, we have made your life um, a legacy. Yeah, you know she is. Yeah. She's made a big difference than most of us ever will. God bless you, my friend. God bless you for that. Anything else about the zebra run before we shift gears? 
Um, no, it's April. Well, you'll have the date and the flyer and everything. It's, yeah. it's not April. It's March. March 4th. 4th. March yeah. 4th. Yeah. 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 Somebody yeah. said March. March 4th, like it's March 4th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. March 4th. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's easy to remember for sure. Anyway, th- thank yeah. you for sharing that with us. Uh, man, I'm so delighted to see that you're the president of the uh, Coast Chamber, the Mississippi Gulf Coast Chamber of Commerce, working with Adele and the team. I love the way that the chamber will have sort of a, a, a big company leader for a period of time and maybe a small company leader, small business, and then in your case, a, a nonprofit but it's a great opportunity to sort of, you know, spread out, spread out the leadership. What you're learning, what you're learning in your international quest is really important to the Coast Chamber because it applies. A lot of the leadership skills apply and and so much of the work the Chamber is doing these days. But congratulations for that. Thank you. I mean, it's my chance to give back to the Chamber that has helped me so much over the years. I mean, I joined the Chamber in 07 when I first started my staffing business, Next Staff, and I've done coast, you know, um, been gotten the top 40 under 40. I've gotten, I've participated in every step of the way. I was in Leadership Gulf Coast. Um, we created the Women Entrepreneur, which is now a program under the chamber. And so um, I, they have walked the path with me and are a huge part of my business success and then the foundation success because, you know, relationships is how we get everything done. And that's what the chamber provides. And so I'm a huge fan of the chamber. Yeah, it's interesting. We spent all of our time talking about the MSD Foundation. We didn't spend any time talking about your actual business. Yes. But uh, you're you're a person who wears multiple hats, aren't you? Yes, yes. I um, I started Next Staff, you know, in '07, and so it's been I think what 14 years now. Um, just an incredible amount of time, and um, you know, we've had great success. So yes, oh, definitely mentioned my business. <laughs> Listen, in all my conversations with Adele, and this this is true for the other chamber leaders that I, that I speak to as well, but the chamber, you know, I think about the chamber that existed back when I was working. I've uh, been retired since 2016. Uh, the chamber has changed. It changes with the times. You know, it's, they're very involved, obviously always been involved in leadership development, but they're t- putting that on steroids. Involved in community development, they're putting that on steroids. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, certainly they're doing as I often say that what your what your father's chamber did, focusing on business and things like that. But the chamber effort is multifaceted, isn't it? It is. It is. And it's, I mean, to me, they're like part of my team. You know, it's the marketing part of my team. And so I look to them. I mean, they, you know, are educated on all of the things. I mean, because of their, their most of them are certified with the chamber IOM, I think it is. And now we, they have the certification, the four-star um, certification um, accredited. Uh, so the, and then they're all, the only chamber in Mississippi to be accredited and one of, I think, just a few hundred in the country. Um, so they have all the knowledge and, you know, for this small chamber fee, you can have them in your pocket. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, it's a no brainer to me. And I think every business would benefit from that. There's so, no doubt about um, it. I mean, I'm ultimately sorry. a chamber should be a partner for your business. It's, it yeah. should be you know, this literally strategic partner you get, and you certainly get that with Mississippi Coast Chamber. Anyway, I look right. forward to staying, we'll, we'll stay in touch, and as you continue to sort of move forward in your presidency, we'll come back together again from time to time and just talk about the latest. Okay. It's All right, been a great. pleasure. This has been uh, Amber Olson. Thank you, Elmer, and God bless you and your family, and uh, thank you so much for all your hard work. Um, have a great day, so and we'll see you me. tomorrow. Okay.
Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.